Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks today on this 93rd podcast. And with me always is my friend, Stephanie Wesco. How are you, Stephanie? Doing doing awesome, Doug. Well, praise God. As you guys know, if you listen regularly, Stephanie's really working on her replies. So uh, you might want to, you may want to send her some replies in private message there on Helpful Wounded Spirits. Uh, but she's, She's trying to get out I of the box a little ideas. bit because great, awesome, and good are, that's about what, what we get from Stephanie. So it's an every three things. So she was awesome today. So good. It'll be tomorrow's podcast and then we'll be back to great. But uh, I'm sorry to be, hey, here we are probably in the single most important podcast, uh, a week of podcast I think that we've ever done. We're in the book of Philippians, Stephanie, we're. Uh, we're banging along. Here we are in a prison epistle. Paul's in jail. He's handcuffed. He's shackled. He's shackled to another guard. And he's telling us things like, but God has used this for the furtherance. He's telling us that things like more men are waxing uh, eloquent about uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's telling us more people are being saved because I'm handcuffed, because I'm shackled, because I've been through these different things. And I, I mean, we look at this and we're like, whoa. And uh, you know what God's telling us? It's time to heal. That's what God's telling us. It's, it, it's time to become part of what makes us better. It's time to become what makes great uh, God so great and what makes God so good. It's, it's time to hop on that bandwagon. It's time to be on that team. And folks, I was on one of the greatest teams available to man today. I was a member of the United States Army. And I'm here to tell you that team has nothing on those uh, on God's team. I'm here to tell you that it's time to hop on board. It's time to serve God. And here we are. We're in that book of Philippians. We're over here in Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 15. Some indeed preach Christ, even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. And, and, and so, you know, as I read that, uh, Stephanie, what, what comes to mind when you see that, that some preach Christ with envy and strife? Strife. Well, I think there's just, it's a sad state. I mean, I guess in some way it's comforting to know that Paul dealt with it um, even way back then. But just the mentality of they're not into preaching Christ for the glory of the Lord, for the glory of the gospel, for the glory of seeing souls. You know, Christ saves souls. They're in it for themselves and for their image and um, for the almost like a competitive attitude. And... Um, I mean, it's 15 and 16 would go together. They do. Um, we're both in both verses. And 17. Paul is. Yeah. Yeah. Paul's given that contrast at the beginning of 15 and 16, um, where, you know, it's preaching Christ of any and strife. And then 16 says, of contention, not sincerely, supposing dead affliction to my bonds. In other words, they're almost trying to use it to tantalize me to um discourage me and that's that's why they're doing it or that's the reason they're going about the way they're doing it and how i mean to me it's heartbreaking because again that which is sown to the flesh of the flesh reap corruption and so it's it's heartbreaking and we know that even god you know god can even bring glory to himself out of out of situations like that but how heartbreaking because if, if that's 
the reason or the means by which Christ is being preached, there's no treasures being laid up in heaven by the person. Yeah. Um, What's you know, your that motive? is not living. Yeah. Yes, that's not living for eternity. That's living for yourself in the end, yeah. which is really sad. And we can, and, you know, we can equate that, Stephanie, to what someone's going through. I mean, what are you living yeah. for? What is it about? You know, there's so many of us. I mean, if you go to a PTSD clinic at the VA or uh, a workshop or whatever the case may be, people, it, sometimes it turns into, this is why I suffer from PTSD. And the stories want to get greater and greater. And, and uh, it's not about that. The result yeah. is we have PTSD. I don't care if you got it walking to the mailbox. And, uh, and listen, friends, I'm just saying to you that, uh, you know, God is not about envy and strife. And as Stephanie read, yeah. the one preached Christ of contention, uh, contention in verse 16, not sincerely, it's not real to them. It's just like, you know, you better do this. And, and no, it's, it's God died for your sin, man. He died for mine, supposing to add affliction to my bond, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. And I, you know, I was thinking about this, Stephanie, as you were just talking about that. And, and some people, if we're not careful, we can add affliction to someone else. Yeah. And, and we don't need that. And what no. say you on that area, Stephanie? Well, we're here to build each other up. We're here to, you know, bear each other's burdens. And um, I think of 1 Corinthians 13, where, you know, Paul says, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I've become a sounding brass or tinkling symbol. And, you know, if you're preaching Christ with envy and strife and contention as a hypocrite, not sincerely means it's full of hypocrisy. Yeah. That is not what the love of Christ ever, ever looks like. And... Yeah, you could be, our goal as Christians should be to encourage each other to be a team, to be working together, and it's not who can one-up the other person. And I've seen that in, in Christians where it's all about competition and can I outshine the next person. And those people, for one thing, are never happy because they're never content, exactly. because they can never outshine enough to please themselves. And that's just an awful way to live. I mean, I like being happy. And it's kind of like, dude, if you want to outshine me, go right ahead. That's not why I'm in this. And um, I'd much rather be happy, you know, cleaning bathrooms than trying to outshine somebody and be miserable. <laughs> so it's just kind of like we're supposed to be glorifying the Lord. And that's a much happier, more content way to live. You know, conversation and... always turns the pot. It really does. <laughs> And, uh, I, I you know what I meant. Forgive me, but yeah, no, I know exactly what Stephanie's saying. Is, uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd much rather be assigned to cleaning the uh, cleaning restrooms at church than uh, show contention, show strife, show envy, uh -huh. and uh, uh, you know. Do you have an example? And again, I always put her on the spot. And uh, uh, an example of uh, of contention that you've witnessed? No names, no locations, no uh, uh, you know, no countries. But do you have a, <laughs> what would an example be that you would give? Well, to me, it's, um, you know, I've seen examples in preaching, you know, where it's, can one preacher outshine another preacher? Mm. Um, can, can I look more eloquent? Can I have better graphics? Can I? Um, and I never and have better used, graphics. Yeah, that bums me out. But it, yeah. <laughs> 
But I remember it really bothering my husband, too. It really would bother Charles because, you know, we're supposed to be in the ministry, you know, as God's people. And especially if the Lord has put you in a position where you're influencing others. That is a huge responsibility. And we are to be setting an example of Jesus, whether we're in leadership or not. But I believe Paul's talking here about people in leadership. Yeah, I think so. And we are to be examples of Jesus. And Jesus, as is talked about in chapter 2, made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant. Yeah. And how dare we as finite, sinful human beings make serving him about us. I mean, how perverted is that where it's about our glory, it's about our position, our control level, whatever, whatever way it's being done, that's wicked. I mean, in all honesty, it's wickedness because that's pride and pride comes straight from the devil. It's the complete opposite of God. Yes, and so it's just, it's a scary thing because yeah. the more the more responsibility and preaching Christ, it's a joyful privilege, but yeah. it is also a heavy responsibility God's given us. Yeah. And when we make it about us, talk yeah. about shaming yeah. who Christ is and why he came and why he died. It's, it's it, really a serious thing. Yeah, it's not about us. It's never been about us. And and, and, you know, so to equate this, so to turn this around and make it into 2020, uh, that, you know, this, uh, this gentleman or lady listening to us that may be suffering from PTSD or that gentleman or lady that want to help somebody who's suffering from PTSD. And, and how, do we, how do we, as people who are going to beat this, who are going to defeat this, how do we ensure that as we work with people, that as we pull ourselves out of these ditches, that as we go to these tough places, how do we ensure that we're not involved with envy and strife and contention? How do we pull that out? Well, I think we're going to come to that in chapter two, um, because in chapter two, Paul gives that solution. He says, um, verse three of chapter two, he says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And then verse 5 sums it up. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And I think that if if we keep that before our eyes and say, God, I want to serve you to glorify you. I want to make a difference in others' lives to glorify you. And if our life boils down to being a living sacrifice, like is talked about in Romans 12. Yeah. And we, and we keep ourselves submitted to God, resisting the devil. Keeping, you know, keep, keep God's word, keep his, keep his commands, um, you know, his guidelines ever before you. He's given us a very clear, clear book. You know, his word is a word, is a light to our path, a lamp to our feet. And if we follow that lamp and that light and walk humbly before our God, I think by his grace, we can avoid the pitfall that's talked about here of the envy and strife and contention and all of that. I I think you're right. And I I think that, uh, you know, when I was in the army, 
uh, and I know I start a lot of things when I was in the army. I, I was, hey, listen, <laughs> folks, I was in the army a long time. All right. I was, uh, when I got out of the army, I was in the army nine years longer than I was alive prior to going in the army. So, uh, but I guess what I'm saying is one of the things you would see in the army. And I, I think that's what you're talking about, Stephanie, is these, you know, there were two kinds of leaders in the army. There were those people who did everything for the spotlight. There were those people who did everything so they would look better. There were those people who did everything uh, so that somehow they looked like better leaders, so just they could get that promotion. But man, you could tell those people that it was real too, that serving in the army was an awesome thing, that serving in the army was great. You could you could tell those people that were all in. And, and I guess, folks, what I'm telling you is Paul's all in here. If we look at the... Uh, a there, A and B of 18, it says, What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached? And then it goes on and it says, I therein do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. You know what Paul's saying, Stephanie? This is what I'm thinking. I think Paul's saying, you know, get over your envy and strife. Get over your contention. Mm -hmm. This is about the love of Christ. And, and, and yes. folks, if we're going to turn this around and put it to the real deal, us at home, not wanting to get up, not wanting to make a difference in our life, uh, not wanting to do things in our life, if that's going to become real, if we're going to get to that place, it needs to be about God. And, and we need to yeah. rejoice over those things that are worthy of rejoicing, that bring honor to God. And sometimes we need to look the other way and we don't need to stroke people's egos and we don't need to stroke people's uh, craziness. We, we just need to trust God. And, uh, and, and I think we need to be all in and we, we need to be like that leader in the army that put his soldiers first. And, and that's how you get promoted in the army, by the way, is you make your soldiers promotable. You make them look good. It's all about them looking good. It's it's never about us, and it's making sure that you 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 know that you do the right things by your soldiers, and boy, if you do that, everything changes. And and uh, I think as we're as we're cruising through this, and we're we're in this podcast here, and we think about that, and so how do we? How do we do that, Stephanie? How do you do that? So we got this gentleman or lady who's listening, and we know many. We thank God that we know many of you, and thank you for contacting us. And went into a doctor's office the other day, and boom, the the uh, the clerk listens to our podcast, and and we know many are great people working hard out there, making a difference. And but how do we process so we let go of these envies and strife? And how do we how do we let go of this contention? Because we were raised that way. You know, we were brought up in the army or in life or in where people got to got to be better. So what say you in that area? Well, um, I'm going to go back to Philippians 2 because that's this this passage became very precious to me um, many years ago um, when Charles and I were dealing with a situation where we saw this being lived out. And this passage became it had already been a very special passage to me. But God made it even more precious to me. And, and it was very convicting at the same time because, you know, our flesh, our natural man, we want to look good. We want to we do have people think good of us. And, there, and, and, and we, you know, we should want a good name. You know, a good Proverbs says a good name is better be chosen than great riches. But what means more to us when the rubber meets the road? Is it honoring, glorifying the Lord? Or is it? what we look like our image yeah when the rubber meets the road and um verse five of chapter two um became very precious that this passage it says let this mind be in you mm. which was also in christ jesus and then 
Paul gives us that what that means. And he says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. But at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so what Paul's saying is, what should our mind be? It should be having the mind of Christ. What should our what should our prayer be to have the mind of Christ? And that mind of Christ was humility. It was one of being a servant. It was one of, I don't have to be the one that shines. I don't have to be in the spotlight. I just want to serve my Father and bring honor and glory to Him because He's the one who's worthy. And it doesn't matter in the end what people say about me does it maybe hurt yeah do you think it jesus was fully man at the same time he was fully god and so jesus under you know there's a reason it says he's a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief yeah jesus understands the pain that accompanies emotional abuse and narcissistic abuse and those things because jesus experienced those things even from members of his own family his own siblings despised him till after his death his own brothers despised him till after his death Hmm. and so jesus understands that that pain that comes with those things but he still chose even though he was god as a man he chose to humble himself he chose to make himself of no reputation and take upon himself the form of a servant and many years ago as we struggled with um with many things that left us saying, Lord, we do not understand. What are you doing? Why are you allowing these things to be said and done? And the Lord brought so much peace to my heart through this passage because it's not about me. And in the end, it doesn't really matter what somebody says about me. It doesn't really matter. Does it mean it takes all the pain away? No. Doesn't matter if people that I loved and trusted betrayed me. Yeah, I mean, that hurts. And does it trust broken? Yes. Are relationships destroyed? Yes. But from eternity's perspective, my job is to honor and glorify the Lord, period. It's not to please someone else. And if I keep my focus on Him and ask Him to give Him, to give me His heart, His mind, there's a peace that comes with that because then I'm not, you know, if we if we live our lives for me, if I live my life consumed with what does so-and-so think of me? Oh, what are they saying about me behind my back? Then guess who I'm living for? Yeah. And guess what my heart's going to be filled with? It's going to yeah. be strife. It's going to be contention. It's going to be, if I choose to live for Jesus, it's not always fun. It's not always easy. And yeah, the, there will be times of hurt and tears because, we want to be loved. We want to be accepted. But in the end, if Jesus accepts us, if we're making him happy, that's the most important thing. Yeah. And whether you yeah. have PTSD or not, if you keep that as your focus, that I have a Savior who loves me, and if I'm living for him and pleasing him, 
And that, in the end, is what matters. That would bring so much peace and joy to your life. Because then it's not about you anymore. It's about all about him. And there's a lot of just comfort that comes with that for daily life. I think so. And, 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 you know, in closing, as we, as we listen to that and, and, and we try to apply this, and that's why I'm constantly, uh, asking Stephanie questions or, uh, and, and talking about these to apply this to our life. We have a choice and, mm-hmm. and our choices, the stressor, these terrible things we're going through, what do we do with them? And folks, phase one, step one, give it to God. And it's, it's not going to mm-hmm. go away. There's there's no eraser. There's no memory eraser. Yeah. It's a daily struggle. It's a daily battle. Mm-hmm. But you know what? God takes it away. He, he shows us that. And, you know, someone asked me one time, they say, well, you know, I, I read that God healed people and they miraculously got better. And, I, and I'm here to tell you that can God take it away from us and we get miraculously better? Yeah, you bet. But we're still going to struggle with some memories and some things going on. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's kind of like yelling at your kids. God gives you everything you need not to yell at your kids. And, and you can you can sit down right now and say, God, uh, I believe, and I mean it in all my heart. And he'll take that away. But you know what? There's some kind of memory there. There's some kind of yelling memory that comes back. <laughs> and uh, it's a, or yelling at your spouse. It's that same. And it's, it's a daily thing. We give it to God. So, friends, if you're listening to me, yeah. we just give this to God. We study his word, we, we do our devotions, and we step out from that place that we think is comfort, but it's actually killing us, Stephanie. It's, a, it's actually hurting our walk. It's actually taking us to a place that uh, we don't want to be in. It's it's a, a, well, it's a toxic. It's the toxic. envy and strife, yeah. all of that yeah. is a poison, and it will, it will, I have watched it. Yeah. I'm, I'm currently watching it. Envy and strife, contention, hypocrisy, that combination not just it doesn't just destroy you it will destroy the people around you because it is that's right it is a poison so friends it's here's a cancer here's the bottom line this is really what it comes down to here's the bottom line here's where we're at it's uh you got a choice how are you yeah. going to deal with this and how are you going to live it first give it to god and folks, yeah. plug into that church plug into that group plug in with that friend do whatever you got to do we'll recommend someone to you and uh and, you know, we'll get someone to talk with you, someone. But listen, uh, listen, folks, as we close, give this to God. Trust in him. Be all in. Be all in for healing. Be all in. Sir, ma'am, listen to me. Be all in. Make today about a day that your healing begins. I mean, just uh, just claim this for God. Claim, say, uh, I therein do rejoice and yea, will rejoice. Make your life a rejoicement, a rejoicing life. And make it about that. Well, it's always an honor to be with you folks. We're thrilled to have this opportunity to talk to you. We look forward to talking to you real soon. Make sure you stop by and see us on our Facebook chain page, Helpful Wounded Spirits, or our personal pages, and drop us a PM. And may God bless you. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.